Oh, my principessa. I haven't tried anything like this since I sent Bubu off to the jewelers to fetch me an engagement ring and a couple of cannolis and an application for an online investment account. But here goes. Hmm. When the moon hits your eye like a bank API, that's amore. When your head's in the cloud, cloud computing out loud, that's amore. As it's ching, ching-a-ling-a-ling, ching-a-ling-a-ling, from a full sales pipeline. I like the sound of that. But it's a chore to rebuild the core. What a freaking bore. Someone throw me a lifeline. Enough of that. <laughs> Here we are. Another Bankadelic Valentine's Day extravaganza is upon us. And this year, trying something new with two. That is two parts to this episode. Part one, you're hearing right now. We are about to bring you three fabulous guests. Cupid's ambassadors, if you will. Enola Lamanta Volkova, investor with True Stage Ventures. Aditya Kandakar, CFA, President Corridor Platforms India. And Shannon Johnson, Touchless Lending Manager at Tavant. Remember, love means never having to say you're sorry. So there's no need to apologize for enjoying the heck out of this episode. If you say I do, I'll say I do. And off we go. And so here it is, Valentine's Day 2024. And while we've never tried this before, we're going to do two Valentine's Day episodes because there is so much love in the air and we have three incredible guests here speaking of love we're going to share the love here with the audience and the icebreaker question today is to talk about your first crush and how that ended up and we'll start with you Ilona yeah, nice to be on the show. Yeah, so my name is Alona. I'm an investor with True Stage Ventures. Recently joined the firm and I'm very excited. True Stage Ventures is the corporate venture capital arm of True Stage, which provides insurance products and services to a wide variety of financial services institutions. And we in Sage and early stage financial technology companies that empower consumers to make the best financial choices that they can. It's such a fun icebreaker to get started with. And my answer to this question is relatively short. My first crush was, I think, Nick Carter of the Backstreet Boys. And so how that ended up is that I <laughs> am not married to Nick Carter and he is not married to me. And that is, that's how it ended up. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Great. Aditya, you're up. My name is Aditya. I'm president for Corridor Platforms. Quick introduction, Corridor. Corridor is a decision workflow management platform with automation governance. I know that's a mouthful, but we basically serve banks and credit unions as they upgrade their decisioning capability, talent, and analytics infrastructure to compete against the tier one and fintechs, right? So the platform enables automation of key workflows so that the banks can learn from this and take it over with a small team and offer best-in-class decisioning to its clients. 
that's a quick introduction to Cardo. And my first crush was actually an Eastern European girl when I was in my MBA college. And I was a chicken, so I could never muster up the courage to go talk to her. So I ended up <laughs> writing a letter to her. And I think that was probably my first crush or love letter. And I don't know what happened, but it didn't go any further. But it was something that I look back and chuckle. Listen, the props there is that you gave it a shot. That was the positive from it. Yeah, I agree. Shannon, thank you for the encouragement that you did. <laughs> Indeed, I want to think. Did his best. Now, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you and that crush. Absolutely. My name is Shannon Johnson. I've been in the mortgage industry for, as painful as it is to say, over 35 years. The hot new tech, when I got in the business, was a fax machine. <laughs> I spent the first 20 years in operations. I did literally all the jobs. The crash came. I had the opportunity to go work for a couple of different LOSs and realized that the technology side, because I'm a super huge geek, partnered with the operations side, just gave me a really unique ability, kind of like my superpower. Ugh, my crush story is way less interesting. I was in elementary school. I was very tall as a child. I was probably, I say a foot taller. I mean, I was significantly taller than everybody else in my class, and I'm only 5'8 today. His name was Mike Sawyer. He was two grades older than me. He was like the cutest boy in school. And it turned out, you know, the dance at the end of the year. And I asked him to dance and he said no. And my heart was broken. But on the plus side, I'm celebrating my 30-year anniversary with my husband. He was way better than dumb Mike Sawyer, if you're out there listening. Mike Sawyer, if you are out there listening... We're going to have to have you on this podcast and ask you. <laughs> no. What was wrong with you? Listen, that guy, he probably wouldn't even remember, but I remember. I was heartbroken. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get on with it here. We are going to start out the podcast. It is all about the love. And first of all, to have each of you jump in and talk about this one thing that I always find fascinating at the start of a new year, that there are things in financial services or fintech that aren't getting the love they deserve. What might that be and why? And Shannon, let's start with you. Oh gosh, I was just going to hope you weren't. Thank you. I think it's a great question. What's not getting the love right now, in my opinion, we're so focused on tech and the tech advances that we have made, even if you just look over the last 12 months, are amazing, right? Large language models, you know, all of these things that are happening. What's kind of not getting the love is understanding that while technology is amazing, you still have to have that human element and component. People are actually not getting the love right now, that human touch. Absolutely. So this is Aditya. I want to show a lot of love to the mid-tier financial institutions and credit unions. They work very hard to gain member loyalty in a competitive you know, marketplace. If you seek a context, you know, consumers want seamless, user-friendly experience in all their transactions, right? From account opening, transferring funds, applying for a credit card, so on and so forth. To meet these expectations, you know, it's very critical for mid-market banks to advance their tech infrastructure improve their analytical capabilities and also accelerate 
their decisioning processes. And these are hard. And this is a hard time for financial institutions, especially in the mid-market. So my love goes out to them. Thank you. And I guess I'll jump in here. This is Alona. I think an area of financial services or fintech that should be getting a little bit more love in areas around financial inclusion. And I think a great way to support that is by, you know, helping to support diverse founders. As an example, we have one of our portfolio companies are in our discovery fund that focuses on improving the home buying experience for minorities of color. It's called Home Lending Pal. And I think applications such as this one that address, you know, a particular pain point within these types of communities are wonderful resources and tapping into, you know, the knowledge that these folks so desperately crave in a way that's very accessible, intuitive, and helps to drive better financial outcomes. Fabulous answers. And now, of course, what would Valentine's Day be without <laughs> heartbreak? So we're going to touch briefly on the subject of what might be breaking your heart in terms of pitfalls that financial services still happen to be struggling with. This is Alona. Happy to jump in. One area of financial services that continues to break my heart is the lack of funding that minorities receive from venture funding more specifically. Um, you know, there was an article on TechCrunch that just came out last week citing that funding for Black founders was down in 2023 for the third year in a row. So they received, I think, slightly less than 1% of all venture dollars. And I think the reason that this is impactful and meaningful is you flip to an article in the Wall Street Journal today that's showing you that investors who are Black invest more in stocks than their peers. So what is that you know, trend driven by, if not by technology, innovation and inclusion. And so I continue to be dismayed by the funding gap for founders of color for this reason, because the applications of this technology are so widespreading and do not discriminate. And I think it would be great if we saw funding dollars that mirrored what we see in terms of society demographics a little bit more. Wow. I've got to say that one of the great things about this podcast is learning things I've never known before or heard of before, that sounds like an issue definitely worth exploring on a future Bankadelic episode. I totally agree. And actually, I can really piggyback off of what Alona said. Actually, we're developing a platform called Touchless Funding. And my responsibility within that platform is collateral appraisals, right? And so, again, been doing this a really long time, but I think I was shocked couple of years ago to find out that appraisal bias is still an issue. There was just an article that came out talking about what needs attention and what hasn't gotten enough love. Alona, I'll piggyback right on that. You know, the appraisal bias in those comments, now there was another study that came out that said time adjustments are being leveraged, you know, to still provide some disparity. So ethnic versus the Caucasian side, I think it was five percent or more negative adjustments towards ethnicities i think that's just so crazy in this day and age so i agree i think just the understanding about how all of these puzzle pieces in a home mortgage fit together and really making sure that we're always aware that everybody's getting the same fair lending right everybody's getting the same shot and as systems and products we can support that and i think that's a great thing but i agree alona still not the attention it should have had for decades. Very interesting. This is Aditya. I'm going to stick to my mid-market theme here. 
I see a pivotal gap or you know, flip side, you know, the glass half full opportunity as, you know, mid-market FIs struggle with upgrading their decision management. So they've done a great job in upgrading their front-end processes for digital and also back-end processes for digital, but leapfrogging that mid-office decisioning capability is not easy. And this is compounded by the fact that you know consumers have what I call as the Amazon effect, right? Consumers want highly personalized banking services with relevant choices, rapid auto decisioning, and these are the capabilities that institutions have to build to compete in a, let's just say, a very brutal digital market, right? So that's, I believe, still an area that institutions can do a lot in improving. Thank you. You know, that's fascinating, Aditya, because I remember when I was working at the Bank Administration Institute in 2016, 2017, we were talking about the same exact thing. And you would think by now we would have solved the problem and it's still there. And a lot of financial institutions find themselves in a bit of a bind. I would argue some of it self-created and that they haven't plunged headfirst into this and say, we're going to figure this out. We're going to solve this. Correct. And there's a lot of like calluses. There's a lot of stuff to break through and think from first principles when you redesign your digital workflows. And that's where things get stuck, right? So you have to be very self-evolved as an institution and then take everybody along to make that happen. Indeed. And now for the final question, one that I always love asking, because when I think about why does Lou Carloso do Bankadelic, it's because I genuinely love the industry. I love a lot of the things I see going on. And I think that anyone who has that stereotype of people in financial services as being greedy or self-centered really has to take time to get to know the people, some incredible people. And like all of the guests today, you're passionate about what you do. And I would love to know that with this new year taking off, this Valentine's Day marking the occasion, what you're looking forward to in this new year that you'd absolutely love to see happen or that you are involved with and love doing? I'll take a crack at that. This is Shannon. You mentioned what you love doing. I actually have been, my husband calls me a masochist. He's like, you've been in the mortgage industry, you know, your entire career. It's been up, it's been down, like all these crazy things happen. You know, why do you keep doing it? And I really do it because underneath it all, it is about getting people in the homes, right? At least for me, that's why I work in this industry. And it's why I started and stuck with it all these years is just, that feeling, you know, when you buy your first house, I'm old, but I still remember, you know, when my husband and I bought our first house. And I think that, you know, I joined Tavant because the idea is to build, you know, touchless funding and have a different platform that makes it more efficient. That higher fire cycle, you know, scalability, getting good information, making good loans that protects the company so that they can be in business. But ultimately just I love knowing that when I go to bed at night, somebody is also going to bed in their brand new house. So I love that part. Great. I'll go next. This is Aditya from Corridor Platforms. In this call, we've had a theme around equality. And I think one of the things that is happening is with CFPB coming up with these new open banking standards and they published 
regs out on October 23 and was open for comments till December. And soon, I believe this will become a regulation that will go into law. And what's interesting here is that by defining what is permission data for consumers, they are leveling the playing fields between large mid-markets. So we will end up showing love to mid-market institutions. This shift towards open and decentralized banking can really supercharge competition, reduce prices, create more opportunities for financial inclusion, also the diversity of products that could be offered. And most important, if consumers are stuck in a bad relationship with a particular bank X, they have the ability to get out and find better relationships. Well, a little bit like, like real life, right? They should be able to do that with the right safeguards. And that is what CFPB's noble mission in this area is. I also feel very optimistic about the fact that as inflation is taming, 2024 looks a lot more positive than 2023. And also, I believe the FIs are going to try to do a lot more innovating, et cetera, with their processes and automated intelligence and such. And so I believe all of this bodes well. Thank you. Alona with True Stage Ventures here, and I can really resonate with um, what Shannon and Ditcha shared about the area that we're passionate about. And Ditcha love the call out to the maybe slightly more eased um, fund funding environment with interest rates kind of stabilizing. Obviously, I can't predict the future, but I hope that that means that you know, in terms of the opportunities that we look for in ventures and the growth prospects for fintech companies that it will kind of ease a little bit more because 2023 was a very challenging year for venture funding. And so I'm excited to see the next swath of fintechs of this year's cohort. And in addition to that, I mentioned earlier that I'm relatively new to the True Stage Ventures team. And one thing that I'm really looking forward to is getting to finally meet some of our folio companies in person. We have an annual fintech forum and fintech summit that will be held in September of this year in Wisconsin. And so I really can't wait to meet in person the founders that build this incredible technology and you know, power these visions. And that's something that's definitely going to be a highlight for me this year. Wow. Did you say Wisconsin? Wisconsin in September. So I hope that I don't go there. <laughs> Depending on where it is in Wisconsin, that's right around the corner. So I'd love to be a fly on the wall there. Absolutely. Great. Well, what a fantastic roundup of answers. We talk about getting people into their first homes and why that's meaningful, finding better financial relationships and moving forward into innovation and looking at what the fintechs have to offer and how funding is going to work out after a pretty meh 2023. So really a great assortment of things to look forward to in the new year. And I feel blessed and fortunate to have three experts making time to be on the podcast. Alona, Aditya, and Shannon, thank you so much. Thank you. Likewise. Thanks. This was so much fun. Thank you so much, Lou. <sighs> As with every great love story, there will always be another chapter, but for now, The Book of Love 2024 Part 1 is concluded. Want to thank again three fabulous guests for being on the show, Elona Lamanta Volkova of True Stage Ventures, Aditya Kandakar of Corridor Platforms India, and Shannon Johnson of Tavant. 
as always, a big team is involved in getting the podcast love onto the air. Ken Montone, our producer in Chicago, our incredible sponsors, Banker Hire, Lemonade LXP Talking Biz News, and the William Mills Agency, featuring, as ever, the Tsarina of podcast, the master of non-disaster, <laughs> Catherine Laws. We love you, Catherine! Special thanks, as always, to the Prince of Men, the King of Phone Tag, the Bankadelic Consigliere, Rob Gaynor. Dude, I totally got into the show. And don't forget to stay tuned, check back on the Bankadelic page via SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts because part two of the 2024 Bankadelic Valentine's Day extravaganza will be here before you know it. You know what I say, when love comes knocking, you better answer the door. From the fine folks at Bankadelic, until next time, adieu. Bankadelic is a production of NMD Plus, London, Chicago, and Austin, Texas. Oh, my principessa. Mm.